Good morning, I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. Vice President Kamala Harris answered Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' official invitation to meet and discuss the state's African-American history standards. As WMFE's Joe Burns reports during a speech in Orlando yesterday, she forcefully declined. In a letter Monday, Governor DeSantis invited Vice President Harris to Tallahassee. She had condemned the newly ratified standards because they say enslaved workers sometimes benefited from slavery. DeSantis, a candidate for the GOP presidential nomination, argues the White House should applaud the state's boldness in teaching African-American history, but instead is, quote, attempting to score cheap political points. In her speech to the Women's Missionary Society of the AME Church, Harris did not mention the governor by name. There is no roundtable, no lecture, no invitation we will accept to debate an undeniable fact. There were no redeeming qualities of slavery. Harris says America's, quote, hard-fought, hard-won freedoms are under full attack. In Orlando, I'm Joe Byrne. Orlando Congress member Maxwell Alejandro Frost joined to unveil a bill aimed at putting an end to fees he calls excessive and dishonest for renters. WMNF's Chris Young reports on the proposal called the End Junk Fees for Renters Act. Frost, Congress's youngest member, stood in front of the U.S. Capitol last week in front of supporters. This bill is about standing firmly on the side of renters and tenants and working people who are hurt by landlords and leasing companies that solely want to squeeze as much money as them from them as possible. That's audio from Frost's social media. The bill bans application and screening fees for renters and prohibits credit score screening in the renter application process. It also requires landlords to disclose pest and maintenance issues in the rental contract. He also cited racial disparities. of black and Hispanic renters and 84% of Asian renters pay an application fee, compared with 56% of white renters. Frost wants to gain nonpartisan support for this bill. We hope we'll have some Republican colleagues join us on this because this is to help their constituents too. It's to help everyone on the country. It's not about Democrat versus Republican. It's about the people versus the problem. This comes one week after Biden announced a similar effort to lower costs for renters. His plan included commitments from rental platforms like Apartments.com and Zillow for transparency and pricing. Governor DeSantis recently approved legislation invalidating local tenants' laws. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. A team of Orlando doctors have found an interesting trend of rise in leprosy cases in Florida, with most new cases concentrated in the central Florida area. WMFE's Danielle Pryor reports. Central Florida accounted for 81% of leprosy cases reported in Florida and almost one-fifth of nationally reported cases in 2022. Dr. Charles Dunn, who reported out these findings with a team of doctors, says this shouldn't cause alarm or panic. Leprosy is not highly contagious and it's easily treated. If anything, he hopes this information is empowering to doctors whose patients have symptoms that align with leprosy but wouldn't normally think to check for it. But whenever I say uptick, We're talking about, on average, 150 to 200 cases per year. Just to give kind of perspective, in the world, 250,000 cases of leprosy are reported annually. So it's still a very small number. There have been 15 cases of leprosy in Florida this year. The majority are in Brevard County. In Orlando, I'm Danielle Pryor. 
Last month, a federal judge blocked parts of a new Florida law that made it more difficult for community-based organizations to register people to vote. Yesterday on WMNS Tuesday Cafe, the deputy director of the ACLU's Voting Rights Project spoke about their challenge to the law. Adriel Cepeda Deriu argued in court for the preliminary injunction, the new law called SB 7050. The bill banned all non-citizens. It treated all non-citizens the same, whether they have lawful status like our clients do or whether they have something short of lawful status. And that includes, you know, veterans. That includes people who work in Florida state agencies who have access to sensitive information already. And the state, by virtue of the fact that it is banning protected speech, protected conduct, and by virtue of the fact that it's targeting non-citizens in particular, had to uh, do what's called tailor its law to address a specific problem. And here it did not do that. It just blanket banned all non-citizens from engaging in voter registration work. And on July 3rd, uh, Chief Judge Mark Walker of the uh, federal court in Tallahassee said that the state couldn't do that and blocked the law. And we're very happy that he did. A new study finds that human-caused global warming made July hotter for four out of five people on Earth. And more than two billion people felt added warmth from climate change every single day of the month. Today's study by Climate Central, a science nonprofit, says 81% of the world's population had at least one day where climate change had a significant effect on the average daily temperature. In the U.S., 244 million people felt greater heat due to climate change. And 22 U.S. cities had at least 20 days where climate change tripled the likelihood of extra heat, including Tampa, Miami, and Phoenix. A committee conducting the new College of Florida search for a new president named three finalists for the position yesterday, with the school's current interim president, Richard Corcoran, making the shortlist. Corcoran, a Republican former Florida House Speaker and State Education Commissioner, will compete with two other finalists who have held roles in higher education, Tyler Fisher, an associate professor of modern languages and literature at University of Central Florida, also named by the new College Presidential Search Committee as a finalist for the job. Robert Gervasi, a former interim president at University of Mount Union in Ohio is among the finalists. New College's small liberal arts school in Sarasota has drawn intense scrutiny amid efforts by Governor Ron DeSantis and state education officials to remake the state university. DeSantis in January appointed a slate of conservative members to the New College Board of Trustees. According to yesterday's news release from New College, the search committee reviewed 63 applications and conducted eight interviews before landing on the three finalists. It's warm and cloudy in the Tampa Bay area. Highs today in the lower 90s. Overnight lows in the mid-70s. Rain expected afternoon and through late this evening. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa. 